Yeah, I'm just gonna get this out of the way now. But my favorite part is where you fight Darth Vader. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for that. He had a lightsaber, and all I had was my Igni power. <laughs> Welcome to the Games Revealed podcast, brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James, and I'm Tyson, and I'm Shagwa, and we're back to give you some awesome facts and uh, revealing another game. Today's game is Witcher Three. Just the game, no DLC. Um, this has been one that's been on our list for a while. It's one of our favorite games, and it's, I think, a lot of people's favorite, like, one of their favorite games. And uh, only one of us hasn't... I mean, like, maybe we beat it today? Did we beat it today, Tyson? We basically beat it today. It only took me, what is that, seven years? Seven years to beat the game? I, I can't believe you guys I don't think it can it. be seven years. No, I just beat it. It came out in 2015, so... Uh, I thought it came out in 2013. Nah, I was way off. Five years. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> and then, uh, Chris, you're playing, going through your second uh, playthrough, correct? Yeah, it's been, you know, I beat it back near when it came out. I don't, I rarely pick up anything like right when it drops, but if it's a game I'm interested in, it'll be soon after. And I finished it pretty quickly. Um, really loved it. So when we were talking about playing it again, you guys know my troublesome memory. So I was like, I probably should replay this game and refresh myself with some of the the things that I loved about it. And it's been baller, man. I'm super into it, which is surprising for me for a second playthrough because you know, usually I know it happens and I'm done playing it. I don't want to play it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, this is the type of game I'll play over and over again, um, given enough time. Like, Dead Space. Give me mm. a couple years, I'll forget enough, I'll want to go and play it again. But uh, with Witcher 3, I, I waited two years to start playing it and it took me a whole year to beat it, if not a little bit more. Um, it's really, really good. It just took me a year. Yeah, I will say, by the time I beat the game, I was level 35. I mean, I don't know if that's good or not, or if you should be that, but I went and did tons of question marks. Literally, all of the side quests are done. All of the contracts are done. All of the Witcher treasure hunts are done that are at least available up to this point. And then I beat the game. I think that's honestly for people that either haven't finished it yet all these years later or put it down and kind of never got back to it. It's probably a similar story because yeah. I tend with any game just because RPGs are my main go-to and you have side quests and hidden things in those as well. I always have learned to balance it. You know, you kind of get tired of doing the story. So you go quest for a while, but then you're like, man, I could use like a reason to be doing this shit. So you go back and play the story some more. And that that's kind of what gets me through games. But and, like, I've talked to so many people who have never finished Skyrim and probably never will. I was one of those for a while. I put a lot of hours into it, but... <laughs> Skyrim was one of those ones that actually wasn't that hard for me to complete. I actually completed it pretty... Um, I mean, I, I did most of the side quests, but I still had the eye on that uh, goal of, of finishing it. It's a really easy one not to, because, to be honest, the main story at some points just are not interesting. Yeah, it's like a four-hour yeah. storyline, too, so... Yeah, it really is. <laughs> That's yeah. the sad part of that game, is that the main story is just... Not that long. You can beat that. It's so not fast. even that good at times. Yeah, it's... It's it, but, which is weird because it's all about dragons. Yeah, I was but, fine you know, with Oblivion it. was a eh, as well. Just, yeah, I think fun. they all yeah. have been that way. It's more it's more about being in the world. I think with yep. those particular games than it is about like the narrative. Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's really it too. It's all about being in the world, and that's kind of how it is with Witcher Three. Also, is that it's about being in the world, but they then they slayed it with the world, mm. but and they slayed it with the story and everything. It's just interesting to, almost through the whole thing. And there's times where you don't want to finish the story or continue because you're just like, what's going to... At least for me, it's like, is this person going to die? Is this? And yes, I hope they all die. someone does die. 
Geralt dies. Spoiler. Batman I mean, dies. Someday. <gasps> He's the town that the people needed. Yeah, I'm just going to get this out of the way now, but my favorite part is where you fight Darth Vader. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for that. He had a lightsaber and all I had was my igni power. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got so ugly under the helmet was because of igni. I know, right? And that's how I won because he was screwing. <laughs> There's not supposed to be fire in space. That's why I live up here. <laughs> uh, no, it's, yeah. Yeah, we could go on. That's the thing. We'll probably be doing multiple podcasts on this subject. So, you essentially follow Geralt of Rivia as he bangs his way through to find the Siri. <laughs> that's pretty much the main quest. I mean, that, that's how I played it, at least. James did spend an awful lot of time in the brothels. He has a separate save file right before each romancing scene, so he can just go back anytime he needs to to revisit. <laughs> you know what? Hello. I mean, it's there's Tris YouTube. I'm looking for. There's always YouTube, but <laughs> yeah, no, there's a there's a lot of love making in this game, and there's a lot of brothel making. Oh yeah. Um, Siri is your adopted daughter, along with Yen, so you kind of treat her as your daughter. And the two love, the two main love interests are Yennefer and Triss, and I think everyone here is Team Yen. If you wanna. I'm, Go with a. I'm all for the Garifer. I think. How do you put those names together? Garifer. Yen, oh gosh. Yenerolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Maybe towards the end we can have a hot debate about how we're all right and everyone else is wrong. Oh, this will <laughs> be. That would be the most controversial thing to be put on the, uh, any podcast today, at least. If we that. we decided earlier, if you're Team Triss, you didn't pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you gonna... didn't pay attention at all. Well, or you really like redheads. Or you got the the fever for the firebush. That's that yeah. Exactly. Um you're essentially hunting down or trying to find Siri before the hunt the wild hunt finds her. And that's essentially the journey until the end of the game is trying to get try to find Siri. It's very simple. Very simple like basic plot that turns into a very complicated multi-act story that just has a lot of ups and downs um, with death and um, just the story unfolding. That's kind of, for the most part, what the briefing is. So yeah, following Geralt, uh, you start out with a dream and you're in Karamoran and you've got Yen and you got Siri and everything's all badass. Vesemir's over there being a, a hard ass, as usual. As always. As always. It seems like a normal time where you're just enjoying the fruits of your labor, and then boom, the wild hunt comes in. And looks like they're about to kill Siri when you wake up. In the back of a wagon. And, it, and it's just a dream. With your hands tied. When you wake up. <laughs> and it's James behind you with a crowbar. Yes, oh, exactly shit. right. No, one of the things I've I like tales. about this, too, is it actually feels like a hybrid between a flashback and a dream. Yeah. And I think that's mm-hmm. actually what startles Geralt so much about it. Like, he really yeah. gets, like, an ominous feeling. Uh, and they'll, they'll, they kind of show you that in the cutscene post-dream. But he's he's worked up about it. He's not happy about what he's seeing in this flashback slash dream. Oh, yeah. And he definitely knows it's something different than just a dream, more of a foretelling. Yeah, but he's already on the hunt for it, too. So I think he already had been out looking for probably pre-dream, but maybe, you know, maybe he's had other dreams along the way, too. I thought he was only tasked to finally find her when uh, the Emperor tasks you on him. Oh, maybe, yeah. Memory's failing me again, guys. Yeah, because I swear (laughs) it's just a... 
you get that. Well, because, yeah, you get that dream, and you know it's about Siri, and it's like, all right, I think he goes and tracks down Yennefer, right? Oh, that's right. And He's looking Yennefer, for Yennefer at this start. That's right, because right. uh, you're following her around in the battlefield and following what happens to her. Yeah. And then you meet up with her, and then the wild hunk comes and chases your ass down, and it's just like a whole <laughs> freaking... It really doesn't give you much slow lead-ins, you know? It, like It's almost like the adventure really just picks up right away. Yeah, it kind of tells you what it wants you to do and then leaves you be to go and explore and get there when you get there. Yeah. It's like, you got this going on, but there is also the whores. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to... <clears throat> excuse me. To stay on to, like, the, the very beginning of the game kind of topic, like, the first area was why it was so hard for me. I think I played that first area and then stopped playing for about four months because it just, I got kind of bored in it and got kind of confused and I was dropping it on and off just enough to where I just wasn't interesting to me. Once I got through the first area, it got drastically more interesting. And so uh, just as a heads up, if you're going to play this, just know that there's better stuff than the, than the um, starting area, I believe. Well, and one little thing, and we kind of talked about game tips, and this is one I wish I would have known about, is right at the beginning when you land, there's a merchant nearby. Go to him, buy saddlebags. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't find the saddlebags yeah. till later in the game, but that increased from, there's probably other saddlebags too, but the one I found was an increase from 60 to 90. Ooh, in the beginning? Guess who can carry to stuff? 90? No, I said I just recently found oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you can go up to 90. I think I got it from now the horse races. 100. Is 90 even a saddlebag? I don't feel like that's a real It was a 30 bag. increase from where I was at. That's how the math works out. Math's hard. I think there might even be more when you get into DLC. But Who knows? Probably. Oh, yeah, that today. It's but either like way, there's different ones. I just know that there's saddlebags right away. Get that. And then apparently there's like a little easy thing where you could uh, get, a lo- get a lot of cowhide. You know, get your gold... Uh, uh, po- gold stockpile increased already. You guys know about the cow hide? No, nope. no, I don't. Oh man, you guys are missing out. So there's this farm right in the beginning area that people like to farm a lot for the cow hide because you can just kill them <laughs> and meditate, and they come back. And you okay, kill them, yeah. meditate, kill them, meditate, and then all of a sudden you're just flush in cow hide and gold. Uh, what they did is they put a chort in there. If you start killing those things a lot, a oh, massive right. chort comes yep. in. And, like, if you're not a high level, it will fudge you up. Yeah, it's... Oh. Is that to prevent you from fighting? Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they totally could have, you know, despawned all the cows to, you know, not respawn them, not respawn them. They could have done that, but they threw a chort in No, there. they did the perfect thing. Beautiful. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I, remember, I remember hearing about that because that's kind of... Ah. I keep meaning Such to go. Such a good way to do it. I keep meaning to go do it because I want to see this chort and I keep forgetting because you know why? I get into the game. I think I did it. <gasps> Question mark. Oh shit. Oh What's yeah. Over there. You're going to make gold doing your quests and your Witcher contracts and. No, I just want to see the chort. I just want to fight the chort. See if I can kill it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, yeah, no, that, it, well, it's, it's, it's a deterrent so that you can't cheat the system. Yeah, it's like I mean, not worth it that early. I bet I, you could kill it later, but it's like you're doing it early yeah. to get the gold. By the time you can kill it, it's no point. What I essentially did was I just killed everything, looted everything, almost everything, and it had to be a, like certain things. And I got good at like what's more expensive than the other things. And I just go back to the town, sell it, warp back. Grab it, and I just did that. That's probably another reason why it took so long, but I enjoyed it after a while. And again, for one last little tip before we move on, 
apparently that stuff never despawns. Like, so if you drop a bag of satchels because it's too heavy or whatever, you could go back and get it. And so one of the, like, I was watching some guy and he was like, he's like, yeah, I chose a, a fast travel point that I fast travel there and I literally drop all of my stuff there. He's like, that way I don't have to worry about it. And if I ever need it for later, I know exactly right where to go get it. I'm like, that's genius. That's that literally would have made my life so much better. So hard for. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't need all that stuff. I just want it. And so if I know I have it somewhere, it's like, ha ha, my hoard. Yeah, I didn't worry too much about that stuff, especially in my first playthrough. Um, gold's a little hard to come by if you're not actively trying to get it. But once you do start to get it, it's way easier to earn. Yeah, it just rolls in. And, like, I remember, uh, we'll, we'll jump back into the story here in a sec, but, like, I remember in my first playthrough, I used to think that you had to craft the potions every time. <gasps> I thought that, too. And so I didn't. Yeah. I, I beat the first playthrough with, like, two uh, oils ever made. Yeah, like, that's, that's yeah, crazy. Actually, I was a baller at combat my first playthrough, dude. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I used any of the oils, any anything, because I thought the same thing. And mm-hmm. I, I remember even having a conversation with James where I was like, I don't ride Roach anywhere because I run and pick up all the all the herbs and plants and all the shit. He's like, you don't need to do that. He's like, you get that shit one time. Yeah. Then strong alcohol just keeps you full. Yeah. Yep. Once I realized that, I was like. Just have that on hand. I hate my life. And like, then. Hours. Meditate. And that's one thing I didn't figure out for the first, like, for about one third of the game. And then I'm like, I need to start using, because I start in the fight. You know you know, you know, know how it is, Tyson. Oh, hell yeah. You see someone that's like 10, like, nah, I don't know about 10 levels, but they're a lot. Oh, sure. And you're 10. like, I'm right here. I'm going to take him out. And so you're, you're like, like, well, it's a vampire, so I'm gonna have to put on that uh, that oil that oil on that that's against vampires because <laughs> there is there's a bunch of different oils and they do a, a good job of it. Yeah. You really want to do that, and so uh, yeah, it's noticeable. It's worth, it. it's worth it, especially if you're gonna be doing a lot of side quests and taking on enemies before you're supposed to. Yeah, because you could totally run through that and just hack and slash away, but like God. Those oils make things so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I, I it's the difference between failing a quest and winning a quest a lot of times. So it can yeah. be. And I don't normally like that type of mechanic, but because they made it so it restored like that, I was like, okay, I can deal with this. But if you had to buy it every time, I uh, nah, mm-hmm. I, I really hate that mechanic. I wouldn't have minded because, again, I literally picked everything up because I assumed that's what it was. And it was funny because I was reading these forums where people wished it was like that. They're like, for the gatherer out there that wanted it to be like that, where you needed to go get all that shit, that's what they wished it was. And I was yeah. like, I'm kind of like in between. Ugh. Like, I like having a dragon horde. I don't like how hard it is sometimes getting those ingredients. So it was like if they were gonna make it like that, like Red Dead Redemption style, where you needed to find the shit. But here's gotta the thing: make it easy. You gotta have to easier. do that anyways to craft the original recipe of those, and you have to, and you can upgrade your oils and your potions. So here's the thing: you have to gather everything that you see anyways, yeah. or you're not gonna get some of this. Because that's another thing about the game is like well, as you're they going through. And in real I, life, when you're playing an RPG and you want that to be, that's what they were looking for. And I'm not saying they're right. right. I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying oh, that some people so like to play it that like way. that. Yeah. And I, that's fine. I get it because I play some of those like that. And on this one, it was like if I wanted to play it like that, it would need to be easier. Like, you I got some advice for those guys. They're playing it wrong. Yeah, I was going to come out and say they're troubled because I want this game to be real life. And I'm playing this game to kind of take a break from real life. It's like, homie, I don't want to do real life in my video game. I want to play the video game. I want to 
enjoy know, and experience and see all this cool make believe stuff that I'm not going to see in my day to day. They do it too. They just walk to everything. Nah, dude, they want to. It's like the RPG role playing games of uh, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like people go in there and literally walk the street as a as a patrol officer. Yeah. Like, because this is my beat and I walk the beat. That's true. I mean. Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. I can't deny it. So, that, and that's a huge, that's a big market. So, like, while while in this one, I'm so glad that was not the case. <laughs> in other ones, I I get it. Don't and worry. I'll be the judgment here. They're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're doing it wrong because they're playing it just like everybody else is playing it. They just want it different. They're wanting wrong. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Tyson was saying. You kind of go through, you're chasing down Yennefer, um, and eventually you follow her to, it's Novograd, right? Where the, where you're requested to meet with the Emperor? No, oh, no, that's Vizima. Vizima. Vizima, yeah, is the next place after the, I don't even remember what the original area is, but then you go to Novograd after that. Um, He's just dressed so fancy, I assumed. <laughs> it's like down Morrow, I think. Novograd is, is like a city-state. So it's not a real um, country, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I know they call like that whole area the Pontar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, I don't, I don't really understand the whole geographical location and all so, that bullshit. Like, I, I'm not even going to try and understand that because wow. it's a video game. Either way, oh, it, it's, it leads you. That's to... another part of the game. It's very, I think, Novigrad very complicated. Is the in yeah. no, maybe Novigrad is the name of the whole country. What's the name of the next city then? Sorry, I'm not trying to derail us. Yeah, now I'm trying, because it's been like a year, year and a half since I played. Now I'm forgetting everything. Welcome to the Geography Podcast. <laughs> That's what this, this game has such geopolitics in I it. I know, I know. It's so geo- geopolitical. Like, it's it's a crazy. It's awesome. I, like, can't know everything, so I just don't worry about not knowing it. Yeah, that, like. No, I agree. Like, I didn't even, re- I didn't even learn that there were 50 states in America uh, until, like, three years ago. Because you know. 50 states? Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> I think it just happened a couple years well. ago. We finally got to uh, Texas, so. But we head over there, we're following following (laughs) Yennefer, and our trail leads us to that city, and then we're requested by the Emperor because he gets a rumor that we're in town, and he puts us on a quest to go and find Ciri, which is in line with our hunt for Yennefer anyways, which is part of the witch's motivation for it, but also I think this is where he starts to realize that she actually is in trouble and it's not just a dream. Yeah. So that's not to say that he needs to be hunting Yennefer to chase Siri down, but like it's convenient and now, but also it's not convenient because now he's got twice the problems. Yeah. Well, when he, when he le- uh, meets up with uh, Yen, I think that's when it like becomes like, cause she's looking for him cause she had some experience or whatever and you had it. So it's just like, okay, yeah, shit's going down. Well, like, and she's working for the king or uh, oh, the emperor that is. In order to find Siri, you know, I think she's, you know, obviously you can tell she has her motives. Her own doing, motives. Yeah. yeah. Even though she does try to stay on his good side for a long time, but that's because she's all about the use and abuse of resources. Yeah. Well, and then it sounds like they know the wild hunt's coming. Like, Geralt even used to be part of the wild hunt, so. Yeah. What? Oh, shit. We just what? blew Shagman's mind. Yeah, I thought the Wild Hunt was from a different dimension. Oh, so that's where that's where he loses his memory and starts messing around with oh, Triss. Oh, okay. Is this because in the of pre- games or is it in the books? Uh, I think it's in two, possibly one, but it that's might be the books. cool. So I'd they, have, I'd have to so they know that. who the White Wolf is it. while they're chasing her down. Yeah, but it, it is in the game lore because they the do talk lore. about him losing his memory, yep. and, and that's where the uh, affair... And they talk about a little bit. 
habit of him knowing a little, like, some stuff about the Wild Hunt. Yeah. This is why this game totally deserves a second playthrough, by yeah. the way. Well, I'm the picking Wild up Hunt a lot of stuff I didn't pick up on the first It's actually not, it's not even a, a, it's not an original concept of this universe. It's actually very um, northern, it's like, it's obviously a part of the Polish kind of uh, lore. <laughs> Uh, but even well, more than that, like the Northern Europe kind of lore, it has a concept of the Wild Hunt. I mean, that well, makes sense. The original the author was Canadian, of so I'm pretty sure it's all about maple yeah. trees. You know what? And mounted, uh, mounted officials. <laughs> I did milk a lot of maple trees in that game. <laughs> that sweet, sweet maple milk. Yeah, mm. but uh, and and not to kind of touch on some of the stuff that happens later in the game, but there's even a part where Geralt asks Yen about that, like, why didn't you look for me? Why didn't you, you know, come look for me once you got your memories back and shit like that? So yeah. it's pretty cool. But, yeah, so that is in the story. Um, You also, so one of the reasons it's kind of hard to keep track of the story is because of how freeform it really is. While having such an amazing narrative, um, you still have the full value of, like, a Skyrim-style free world exploration. I found, just in this replay through, I found random caves, elven ruins, things I've never seen. And I'm just like, dude, I know I didn't 100% the game the last time I played it, but to be finding stuff that doesn't even, like, register as, like, uh, an achievement or a quest, I'm just like, how much shit is in this game? <laughs> At least 100 hours minimum of gameplay. <laughs> but the best part is they've really smartly designed the levels because while you're randomly searching around um, while not doing the story, you do end up kind of naturally coming across um, the quest line that leads you to cr Crookback Bog. That's the truth which is kind of the next major chunk in the story. It's your next hint of, ooh, I heard Siri got, went this way. Well, and it does that through taking you to the Baron first. Um, and I feel like the Baron, don't, don't get me wrong, it's a great storyline, but it is actually pretty short until they jump back to it later. So the next part is you, you start hunting down Siri, and she passes through the Baron's area. Um, and the Baron, um, what is the Baron's name, actually? Do you remember? Oh, Bloody Baron. Oh, yeah, the the Bloody Baron. Of Bloody B. Baron. I'll look it BB. up. I don't, I don't know his actual name. Bibi. Oh, it's uh, uh, Geralt of Rivia. Rivia. The Baron. <laughs> Philip Stringer. Yeah, that's what I said. Yep. So, or the Baron. The Baron's just better. I can't believe the you looked that up. You just ruined it for me. You're the... Uh, <laughs> listen, motherfucker. You're the dumbass that asked what his name was. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> You ruined it for me. Why'd you ask me what happened at the end? My disappointment is immeasurable <laughs> and my day is ruined. <laughs> so yeah, the Baron is uh, obviously drinking because he lost both his uh, wife, his daughter, and then I think Siri moved on right after this. And in order to unlock additional points with him to get him to talk more about it or to even like meet up with him, you have to do a couple quests and... You, one of the quests actually leads into one of my favorite quests in the game. And it's one mm. of Tyson's too, but he didn't put that down because he's all about the Gwent. Uh, I am all about the Gwent, uh, but I, I want to make it known that I did mod them into Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. And we'll talk about that on the Leisure Suit Larry podcast. <laughs> that one's going to be like a 10-hour series. your rubber sheets. So what's this quest that you're... That it leads so into? it leads into you're, you're hunting down some witches, and they're in a portion of the Baron's Land that you don't go to that's like more of a bog and in that it, as you're hunting them down you're you know obviously all the tales of you don't want to find her because or find them because you know they're witches and they're grotesque and stuff and well, i think they uh they're 
uh, made out to be like super hot. Yeah. They, they are. They They're can talked ma- about as the ladies of the wood. Oh yeah, the the ladies. they don't like being referred to as witches. They don't, but I mean, Not, that's what they are. Beneath me, even though they lead you to their candy hut with candy, literally, like yeah, you follow a candy trail. Oh, <laughs> oh, I forgot they're, that. They're sweet as candy, though. Oh, yeah, they are. They're they're pretty lovely in the beginning, and then they beca- they have too many holes once you get to the, I know, I the reveal. Know, I don't know if you can have too many holes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're. what are you talking about? That doesn't sound like a thing. <laughs> what are you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, you know, just, like, wasps and flies and pestilence coming out of their bodies. Yeah, you don't want You know, wasps. just... Have as many holes as you want, but don't have wasps and flies coming out of them. <laughs> All I know yes. is, if you wanted a similar experience, go have a date with a uh, wasp nest. You tell me how that is. <laughs> what is that phobia? Agoraphobia. Uh, no, it's not agoraphobia. It's, uh, it's not with the it's fear like of the holes. Fear of holes. Agoraphobia. It's not triskaidekaphobia. Gora. Agoraphobia. That feels wrong. So there's a couple of interesting things. James will talk about like what actually happens in the quest line, and then there, I have some interesting yeah, insights. I'm not going to talk a whole lot. On you go, you got to play it. Tripophobia. I'm all about revealing stuff, but you got to play it. All right, so we're going to walk you through the story, but not tell you anything because you need to play it. No, just parts of the story. So Tripophobia. Tripophobia. Okay, that's what so it is. So where yeah. were we going with this? So essentially, like, it's just how grotesque, how, that, how the whole events that occur from... You interacting with the uh, with the ladies of the forest, and because you have to go and do a couple of quests for them in order for them to tell you where Siri is, um, they kind of betray you, and I believe you end up killing them or at least killing a part of them. Not in that initial confrontation. Not initially, no. Not that in, comes oh, back it, later. It comes back. Oh, okay, that's right. That Siri kills you. Do the druid tree first. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. Depending on that tree, I mean. So from my understanding. You don't have to. Either. Yeah, the what, how, whatever way you go with this tree, there really isn't a big game affecting thing. Mm-hmm. Other than, I mean, do we want to kind of go into the consequences of either or action? I think so it's, it's games revealed, man. Okay, like, all right, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't care. I only said that because there's certain details that just don't matter as much, and they should play it. Well, no, I'm just wondering if we want to go into it. So, like with this with this mission from the Crones, you're given the task to to take out this tree, basically, and it's like a, a sorceress trapped in the tree or trapped in the roots of the tree or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you come up and he kind of tries to plead with you and it's like, "Don't kill me. I'm not a bad guy. Like, let me hang around and maybe we can have these sisters together." Mm-hmm. Uh, which Geralt's like, "No, they're all for me." So I killed the tree. Uh, so hopefully I can get my hands on them sisters. Yeah, and the tree is shady because it looks spiky. It looks not good. Oh, yeah. And the way he talks to you, it's interesting because he doesn't ever say anything. And I think it's a druid that the, oh, yeah, that the witch is trapped yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And they want you to kill it because for some reason they can't. Yeah. And he's, and he's causing issues. Yeah. There's, there's some, some interesting speculation into that, too, about how it might be the mother of the witches who went insane. And that's why they trapped her was to keep her from, like, going oh. crazy. But um, either way, they request you to kill it. Uh, but when it's talking to you, it doesn't say anything bad, but it doesn't say anything good, and it's got one of those odd vibes about it. It's got, like, an evil undertone where you're yeah. like, I know the sisters are bad, but I feel like you're worse. Yeah, but that's what he keeps promising you. He's like, the, the kids will be saved, and the crones will be killed, but nature doesn't give a shit. Nature kills everyone, because Geralt yeah. asks it several times, hey, there's dead bodies outside of women and children. Why did those die? Nature's not discerning in death. It's equal to all. And so you get a sense that this is almost like a force of chaos. Well, you can kill it or free him. Yeah. And killing it results in uh, Gran being alive 
the nearby village being alive, yep. mm-hmm. but the the crones disappear with the kids, and it's assumed that they got everything. well. And the nearby uh, village is actually they're not good people if you go and talk to them. They're really not great. They're not a great village. So the console, like this is a very I know we're getting into this, but this is probably one of the most complicated quests of the whole game that have zero consequences of what you choose to do because if you choose to let the tree free. It, sa- uh, it saves the kids. Mm-hmm. I believe Gran is saved. It might kill Gran, though. I'm not quite 100% sure. I know it. Uh, and then the bitches are pissed, and it kills almost everyone in that town. It yep. does. Yep, it does. And uh, I cheated a little bit and looked at a walkthrough at this point, and the consequences are about the same on both sides. I just hated those villagers enough that yeah. I actually freed them. But long-term, long-term... Uh, uh, consequences is really nothing because I mean, eventually you're just going to kill them bitches anyway. Yeah, it doesn't affect you later down on the well, road. I, and uh, when they're trifling with your heart, they deserve it. <laughs> it's, there aren't really in-game consequences, but they're like um, spoke like consequences that they lay out that are f- more long-term than the game takes place. So, for example, the witches. The, one of the speculations that you're hearing about from the villagers and, and kind of the Baron and everyone is that they're the witches are basically having these children be raised as food. And they eat these children. And that's why the king's daughter's missing. So you kind of get this sense of, you, you get a sense of that the king's daughter might have been one of the children given up to these witches. There's other things later on that'll elaborate more on that story. But the other thing too is that the, the what's it, not a hag, what's she called? The grandma? Gran. Jima. Um, that actually, Gran. That actually Gran. is the baron's wife. Yeah. Yep. And that was well, and that's oh, that's such a complicated story. I think that's the most complicated part of the whole game, to be really honest, in my opinion. And that's why I like it so much. And you're right, I forgot about that. That's the hard part about because I didn't read through the whole synopsis of this, but it is like I think that they wanted the Baron's daughter, and they didn't uh, right. Or is this well, because they were going to eat her. There's they, a lot they were going to get it. like uh, like some yeah, yeah. beauty well, or life or something. They, they, from they her. get life essence and beauty from yeah, yeah. from um, consuming the blood. Because when your uh, Siri gets trapped in all that whole mess, and that's when you kind of figure see, that out. Now we're out. jumping way far ahead. You sons of guns! I know. It's, I kind of see it all over, anyways. I know, but it kind of just feels like it's all related to the uh, witches. Well, the reason I Sorry, bring all that up is because the far-reaching consequence that doesn't matter in-game but does in the world is that by letting those witches go and the children live, yeah, they live until the witches get hungry. It's like, <laughs> it's it's a weird, it's basically a lesser of two evils quest, which is what makes it so good. And the other fascinating part, too, is that you get, as you, as you dig deeper into the lore of all that, you find out that the Baron uh, basically was beating on his wife. I think that yep. he had some stuff going on with his kid, too. I don't think anything crazy, crazy. No, he never it. beat her. Okay, that's he good never to know. T- he never hit the girl, never beat her, always beat the uh, the mother. But, you know, yeah, you're so, still not going to like your dad if he's always whooping on your mom and screaming. Yeah. So you see these flyers all over for big reward for finding the daughter and, and, the, and the wife. But you, that's never part of the quest line is to return the wife to the Baron. But you kind of get a sense where you it makes sense why she's out in the bog and not with him. She probably left him because of that. Although they, the witches do clarify when you um, get to that point that uh, they also had made a deal with Gran, and so she's locked under their spell once that deal is made. Yeah, yep. she takes care of all of the children. It's such a, it's such, it's just one of those areas where it just makes you sick at times. Though it's just such a weird. 
And it just builds. But that's the what world. makes it good. It though. just shows you like this is what's happening in yep. this section of the world, and it sucks for everybody. There's yeah. no upside. Well, man. and there's other parts where you rescue some kids that are um, getting attacked or something. And you find out they're orphans from the war that's going on in the area. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of side quests that just reveal how um, gray and dark the world can be. Oh yeah, it's super jacked. Like all throughout. Especially on those outskirt villages. Well, and that's the the interesting thing going into a little bit of the start of the CD Project Red Two is also like the because um, we watch the documentaries. You know, they're always oh, man documentaries on games are so good sometimes. And uh, there's a multi part, and we'll put it in the notes uh, from No Clip on YouTube, and there, it's like eight part series I believe on the Witcher series, and they talk about. Um, Growing up in Poland during the Soviet-controlled air or um, period of time, and it was dark and bleak. And they talk about how mm-hmm. it being like uh, they were able to pirate. Like one of the game creators was able to pirate um, games from America and was able to play it. And it it it, it feels like because the way Poland's been in the past, it influenced it so much. Yeah, and this um, is right at the tail end too, where he even talks about part of it where they were no longer communist, but. Yeah. Yeah. There's still it takes time to improve from those situations. So even when they did have more freedoms than they had, uh, still difficult to get games in Poland. Like Poland, the, the, like in Poland, it was considered that games were kind of a niche thing because there were no games in Poland. They had no idea, yep, like how big that market was outside of their world. And then that's one of the things that's cool about the documentary is you see that CD Projekt Red is one of the big, not the only one, but one of the big influencers that helped bring that full circle into, you know, a well, I mean, now they're a company producing their own games and doing really cool stuff. So that, that documentary is amazing. I agree with that. And in that documentary, they talk about this fellow named Geralt of Rivia. I heard of that guy once. Who after the crones is (laughs) sent to find, get this, Siri, holy shit. Surprise! So <laughs> next up, after dealing with the crones, you kind of get uh, kind of get let loose again. It kind of feels like an easy breaking point in that story mission, and you're like, okay, I've had enough of this Siri bullshit. I'm getting dicked around. I need to go get wet. Yeah, so you and you got a standing a offer lake. from the crones. Yeah, exactly. So you got at least one on the bill, and you're like, you know, let's shop around. Let's see yeah. what's available. And with the bees crawling all out of that lady's honeycomb face, ugh, love it. Yep. Such hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on, you got to go find this gal named Kira, and she is a sorceress as well. But, of course, her intentions are not all, all that up front or pure? I don't know if it's, they're very misleading so it isn't by definition I think pure. Because not only does she put you on a task, but then she brings you back, seduces your ass, makes you play a scavenger hunt of clothes through the woods, which I don't know about you, but me as a witcher I'm a little scared of the woods, okay? But I did it (laughs) for that treat. So I found her, and then she knocks you out, takes your shit and then goes to the tower without Does you. she take your shit? What does she take not, from Not you? all your shit, but I mean, I think she does. Like, oh. she leaves you there. Yeah. When I played, I think it was just she knocked you out so she could go do her thing without you bugging her. Yeah, she her. takes the, the thing she has you go get. Like, she gophers your ass and she takes it from you. You don't oh. give it over. I don't she even, takes I don't it even from remember you. what you grabbed. What if you wanted to keep that? I don't think. What you, if that was your bobble? I don't think you grab anything. I oh, think she asked you if shit. you burned it down. And then when she finds out you didn't, she's like, that research is mine. And she doesn't want you fucking interfering because he was experimenting on humans. So she knocks your ass out. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. And you go finish that quest later. That's not even a good quest. Paraphrasing. I actually like her. 
She's all right. I mean, I think they made her intentionally deceptive. She's a she's a deceptive person, but she's got a lot of uh, emotions about how she was treated by a certain certain someone that she was. It's it's the same way Yen and Geralt deal with each other. Yeah, yeah, they got their own shit, and sometimes you got to be a little devious with your shit. Okay. And the thing about Kira is she's not necessarily devious. It seems like that at first, but as you figure out what you what you kind oh, of realize devious. is that she just wants to do her shit for her reasons. It's none of your goddamn business, and she doesn't trust anybody. Devious. So as as you get kind of playing and learning her character, it seems shady at first, but then you're just like, no, she's disillusioned a little bit, but she, nah, she really just isn't in a sharing mood. She doesn't know you that well. Nah, she's shady because like she, she knows she's going for that human research. And she's going to use it for a bad way. And you're like, no, hmm, you're she not. She tells you what she's going to use it for. Yeah. And Geralt says, no. No, if, well, if you, you choose to, option. I let her go. And yeah, I said, you have no. multiple options. Now yeah. you're now you're just getting into well, what if the player the player was going to play it correct and it's the other way. Uh, you guys all played it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say no because uh, she's doing thing. egregious I'm shit. I'm the judge there. I'm the judge and the jury and the execution judge. Well, to talk about what the thing is, is the guy was researching um, a plague of some sort. Yeah. And she takes those documents. She is, so you have Radovid. This is jumping in the future a bit, but you have this guy Radovid who's basically executing witches en masse. And she thinks that by giving him something that she wants, she will get enough on his good side that he won't come after her. And Geralt's like, I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> So that's what really the choice is. It's not that, well, it could be bad because Radovid potentially could use it to, like, weaponize the plague. But you don't have any of that information to really know. Re- all, all you really know is that she thinks that it's a bartering tool to protect herself from the persecution of witches. Yeah. I think she was on the she's on the run. She doesn't want to be executed. Um, but there's another portion of that, too, I think, you might like, um, about her wanting to have revenge or something. I think that's missing somewhere in our notes, but... Oh, maybe they get into it later because you do tend to run into these characters continually as you keep playing through the game. I think you run into it one other time. That's the problem. It's been a while since I played the game, yeah. so we're only going to hit the parts that we remember or have researched. And so I apologize. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> uh, she did all of that to earn her good graces back into the court and to get out of the tick-infested yeah. bog. Yeah. Which is, that's what... Devious! All of the sorceresses, that's, like, what their role has been up until Radovid starts persecuting them. So, of course, she wants that back. She just wants her normal yeah. life back. Yeah, I know. Devious. She trying to play you like a harp. <laughs> okay? Not on my watch. Strumming my pain with her fingers. I'm going to use, I'm gonna <laughs> use my whatever sig signal. I'm going to call it uh, Mindfuck. Okay, I'm going to use my mind fuck on you, and then you're going to reveal all of your intentions, which is what he did. Fair enough. With his PP. I'm starting to get things mixed in with uh, Game of Thrones now, because I think I was watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, gosh. Playing this game. <laughs> Good hell. <laughs> all right. So anyway, so moving on, you go help Kira with her thing. You solve the tower thing. You make your choices of doing whatever you're going to have her do. And then guess what? You're going back to the Baron. Because guess what? The Baron's got a botchling problem. Big boy Baron. All right, so botchling. (laughs) So what happens? So, yeah, anyway, Baron's got a botchling issue, uh, and you have two options, basically, at the end of the day. You have the option to kill the thing or turn it into a lubberkin. And from my understanding, uh, at least from the way they kind of explain it in the game, it's like a, like a, 
a good thing. Like it ra- rather than torment you, mm-hmm. it, it helps you throughout your life. It helps you protects your family or your uh, your place. It will, yeah. yeah. Just it kind has of help, a lot yeah. of positives to it. De- yeah, definitely. And uh, one of them, and so I chose to uh, to to save it because I'm assuming one way or another, you kill it, you save it, you're going to get on to the next the next part, right? Uh, so I saved it. And it turns out that that lubberkin leads you to your next place, which is back to Gran, which as Shag talked about earlier, uh, is actually the Baron's wife. So you find her, she's like freaking crazy from what the crones did to her. And she's just basically like, I don't know, not really making any sense. I mean, she says some stuff, but it's, it's really not a progressive dialogue with her. Uh, and then the, the daughter shows up just like fine though. She's like totally fine. What are you guys doing here? Leave mom alone. We had an agreement or some shit. Like, I really don't understand where exactly she came from. Because you're in the same village that you were in with the crones and all that shit earlier. She, she shows appears. up. And then, um, is that where she shows up for sure? Because I know mm-hmm. uh, she runs away. And this also depends on, and there's so many choices that can change yeah. where she kind of well, pops up to. Well, because you go to that village. Army, I believe. Well, she, you go to the village and you fight the chort beast. And she shows up there. Yeah. And so that's where she pops that's where up. She pops but that's up, where yeah. it's just like. That uh, sounds right. How yeah. do you just come back all of a sudden at this time? I mean, I'm right before this part in my playthrough, so I, I'm completely lost on the We should uh, rename this. this podcast to Remembering Witcher 3 Podcast. Well, and this is where it gets really <laughs> tricky because like Shag said earlier, you kind of get off on your own and you do things in your own order. So and we like, had a different playthrough. Like you had a different yeah, playthrough than me. Everyone's going to have a different yeah. playthrough. And, oh, man. And, and to go into that like botchling and all that like the bad energy there's another side quest kind of in the area i believe where um it's not quite in that area but it's it's still in that 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 portion because there's multiple like worlds or like yeah skellige all those other places there's different worlds and that that the novigrad area right <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about like I know you're talking about a place. I don't know what you're where you're going with. Well, this. I'm. I get you, but I, I was trying to hope that like yeah, I get. I get In what you're the same about. area, there's another quest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, uh, bring it up if you remember what it was. But I have no. no I remember what, what the quest is. I'm just trying to explain where it is. So it, it's it's kind of related, um, and it's where that. Um, oh no. Oh I'm my god. Come, no, I know what this is. I don't know if I remember the whole thing though. The the one ghost that's like stealing the silverware and all the plates and stuff from the village nearby. Did you ever play that part? Oh yeah, and then he owns a ceramic uh studio and he like has his old oh wife gosh. like making ceramics and then he comes behind her and what? he like starts doing ceramics. No, but there is like her. a haunted house that's what? semi in the area. It's not by the it's not yeah, it, it's kind of it's been. Off, it's actually kind of in the area. It's off the movie Ghost. Yeah, it's off the movie Ghost. Have to do with forks and silverware. No, but uh, because <laughs> oh it's she like was a like, guys, and that's what he yeah. is. And I don't remember what she was called. I don't remember what the ghosts and all the you know poltergeists and stuff and like. There's so many noon wraiths. Yeah, um, Jenny of the Woods, Night mm-hmm. Wraiths, Noon Wraiths, Morning Wraiths. I don't know if that third one was. That's right. But there's so many different kinds. Dude. But you didn't you didn't play that side quest where dude, you I have to go millions cleanse. of side quests. I know, but it's very memorable because uh, <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, I'm totally faking it up right now. Oh my gosh, no! But it's, it's she, like this ghost is collecting uh, silverware, plates, and all that stuff because that's what she's cursed to do for eternity from villagers and stuff. And you have to go through that house and like cleanse it. And she's like. Oh, and you have to make this brew 
and ordered a cleanser. This is Tyson's uh, yeah. curse right here. If Tyson becomes a ghost, he will be cursed to steal everyone's shit. <laughs> be like, well, uh, I guess I'm an adventurer. Uh, what's my uh, cumbersome uh, amount? One. No, yeah, you. Oh have. shit! <laughs> you gotta pick up everything though. That's your that's yeah. your hell loop. <laughs> and you can't oh, drop. Gosh. You can't drop anything. You can yeah. only vend it. Yeah, you can't drop anything. <laughs> You're yeah, well, always encumbered. I'm gonna have a whole other podcast episode all about that one. <laughs> no, it really like if you miss that side quest. It was so interesting. Uh, I don't yeah, think I've I done that one. No idea what you're even. You know talking what about. I did do though? It was really cool. Is um, it was a one you know those you water miss. hags? This was a grave hag, and you find this quest where this kid went missing. So you talk to the hunter, and you he kind of tells you about it, and so you use your witcher senses and do your thing, and you find a hut, and in this hut is a formation of skulls that's for like a ritual of some kind there's a child's femur in the cooking pot and in the fire next to where the skulls are so you hijack the skulls because Geralt's like this will piss her off and you take the skulls and then you go up to the sepulcher or the mausoleum or wherever it is that you go and you just wait you just meditate there and then the witch shows up and oh he's it's funny because she's like Oh, he took the skulls. Ah, he did the thing, and he's just sitting there. He's like, "That didn't take long." <laughs> I feel like I remember that. But yeah, I don't remember. No, I don't so remember you it. you kill her and you take everything back, but it's just like that's one of the things I love about this game is like you keep finding these crazy dark things that are happening everywhere, and just it just really gives you a sense of the world because this quest has nothing to do with any of the story. It's just no. one of the side quests is that a grave hag came and ate a kid. And probably had eaten some others. I think they said the other kids had gone missing previously. So you you stop that, and the village pays you for it. But it's just like, dude, that's some heavy stuff, man. Just some crazy old grave hag rolling, literally rolling into town, and just like, thanks, boy. <laughs> you look yummy. Come with me. Yeah. The the end. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. I've never. I don't remember those. I'm quests. just very, very disappointed that you never got there. It is one that's, that you have to pick up that quest, I believe, through like some type of letter or going through one of the villages. So oh. I can see how you could miss it, but obviously you guys didn't finish that well, much of the game. Yeah, it was awesome. Literally, with the, if you haven't 100% of the game, you missed a bunch of quests. That's just the facts. Yeah. yeah. There's 100 hours minimum of gameplay in this. Chances are you're going to miss a lot of the mm-hmm. side oh, yeah. shit. So it's like hard to, hard to reminisce on those when... There's, there's such tons because there's a couple and I, I guarantee everyone that's played the game has like a slightly different side quest that they loved. Oh, yeah, for you sure. A couple so, of them. Yeah. So after that, so you solve Baron's problem, the bloody Baron's problem. He tells you about Siri and now you are on your way to Novigrad riding a short beast. Oh, I wish. How awesome would that be? <laughs> yeah. Fuck Roach. Give me that short. And Novigrad is... I won't... Because you kind of get a premonition of this when you talk with the Emperor, but Novigrad's where you really first get your your kind of sense of the political environment of what's going on. Yeah. There are so many things going on in that city, and true to the Witcher's nature, you know, he... I mean, you can play it any way you want, but he really tries to not get involved with anything that's political at all. He'll take sides with, like, village squabbles and stuff if you want to play him that way, but... One of the core tenets is that, you know, the witchers kind of separate themselves from humanity. So if humanity wants to have weird political situations and go to war with each other, that's a human problem. Witchers are different. They don't give a shit. They're all about hunting down and getting rid of monsters, really, Mm -hmm. for money. Because, like, even though the main quest is find Siri, do all this Yen shit, you know, go have sex with Triss, 
And have sex with the end. Uh, I mean, I know that's a big part of the game. But remember, you also are a witcher, right? So, like, in the world of the witcher, you're going to run across those people with, like, a chort problem or a Jenny of the Woods problem or something like that. So, it is it is still fun to think of it like that. Like, yeah, I got to take a break because this village is just getting wrecked. Mm-hmm. And I am a witcher. I think you get a good sense, too, that, like, you can tell when they were designing this game that they like putting Geralt in uncomfortable situations that he shouldn't be in. Oh, yeah. Like, because he's non-political, you end up finding yourself in the midst of several political issues throughout the game, and I love it. I love and he, he reacts, like, accordingly as well. You can just see him, like, roll his eyes or oh, yeah. just be like, God damn it, I have to do something, and it will affect one of the factions, and he's just like, yep. what do I do here? And when you're as <laughs> renowned as the Witcher Geralt of Rivia, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an ally everyone probably wants, whether you like him or not. Like you're gonna get used. King you're Rattin gonna get. It's, it's an ally. Yeah, someone that there, someone wants to use is is the best. I would say example. Because yep. honestly, if I was going to war, I'd want him on my side. Look at that guy. He's got bomb pouches and potion pouches. Well, it, it's it's more unicorn. for the just yeah no, but for other reasons, you know, sabotaging and other things. There's just so much that he could do because he has mm-hmm. the way to do it. Yeah, that's one of the interesting things too about this game is I don't think that there are any actually good political factions it seems like everyone who's involved in politics in any way is completely out to use and abuse anyone around them including the sorceresses academy it's one of the reasons that kira wants back into it because yes they are serving these um different nations but they they benefit greatly and they tend to manipulate the governments where they have people instilled within there well, I don't think the Lodge currently exists at this point. Right. Like, and so it's just, I think Kira more so just wants that life of luxury because tr- the Lodge doesn't exist. They, well, they rebuild the Lodge in the they, second half. Yeah, they, they want to rebuild it. There's yeah. a lot. Of, yeah, exactly. So I think I think it's more she just wants to get back in there because she'd been banished from her kingdom. Well, it's also like, part of... She, when you got that, when you got that uh, name to you, like your ass got banished. Well, you no also one, have no eternity. They have eternity, you know, because they live forever. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very different game for them. They want to be a part of that elitism and or that group um, to, that manipulates certain parts, yeah. parts of time or has that nobility. That, that mentality is exactly why they're being persecuted as well. Um, because yeah. one of the nations realized that they were being manipulated and decided to do something about it. Yeah. Yep. So, and that... Burn it with fire. Yeah, That's that the literally runs right into this with uh, Shags talking about political and the whole Novigrad thing is you walk in, the first scene that you come to is a sorceress and a Doppler getting burned at the stake. Oh. You want to take that shit? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's go- that's in Novigrad, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's right in the big marketplace. Yeah, and that's and- where the, all the witch hunt's going on. That's where Triss is in there. Um, essentially, she's trying to rescue uh, anyone that's estranged. Like, that's not a human. Mm-hmm. And I think it's essentially everyone that's not a human. And... Um, yeah, you have to go. You have to follow. Um, is it? Um, I always forget how to pronounce this J- because it's been a while. Uh, Jackstra, Jackstra, Dextra, Dextra, Dextra. That's yeah. what it is. I'm gonna pull he's the he's the like the the thief guild guy, right? I don't know if he's like a thief he's, guild. He's he like used to be intelligent. He he's used very to, smart, but he, he seems used to, to be on the intelligence. Like the the head of the intelligence mm, of yeah. the kingdom of whatever it's called, yeah, yeah. He used to be on as their lead intelligence, so he's really good so at he's gathering more like intelligence. A shadow broker type deal. Yeah, kind of. He's really good at it, and they he's have their beef. Plays. Like, because I believe Geralt of Rivia got him um, f- essentially fired 
He had to run because he revealed some of the shadiness. Um, uh, I don't know about that, but he busted his leg. That's the point. No, that's what happened. Is that he he you know he had to run. That's why they have a beef. They if you didn't notice when you first like oh, no, they, they get better. They they bro- he broke his his leg for a reason. So yeah, they definitely got beef. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, but that's what happened though. That, as you talk to him and you read things, that's how you find out why they have a beef. Is that he pretty much outed him of that kingdom. He's yeah. the one that got him kicked out. That beef though. The and, beef and got bro- beef. And broke his leg. Uh, did he break his leg though? He yeah, he did. It twice. That's, just making sure. Yeah, doesn't he break it another time in yeah. the game? In yeah. Witcher 3, he breaks it. And so it's like, it's the second time you've broke his leg. It's like, you didn't I'm learn surprised. the lesson the first time? Because <laughs> that's why he was so, like, he betrays him. And then for Geralt to, or Geralt to get out of there, he busted his leg and mm-hmm. ran out of there. And so then he bas- he does exactly the same thing later, which, you know, is later on down the road. But, yeah. So anyway, yeah. you do meet Dijkstra. You meet Dijkstra, and then you also have to go take care of Horson Jr., so it looks like this is where you go and find out about the King of Beggars. Um, and you're like you were mentioning, this is where you are. Basically, what you're needing to do in the city is go and visit Triss. And Triss is someone from Geralt's past. So um, the game kind of leans into that pretty well. Like he knows what he's looking for. He knows who she is. So he's going to go around town trying to figure out where she is. And because she's kind of running this... Um, smuggling service to, to protect any any of the downtrodden peoples and, and people that are non-human uh, who are basically being oppressed, she is in hiding because she, you know, like literally they're burning people in the town square. So she's not going to poke her head up anywhere. So that's that's kind of what you start out with Novigrad. You're going to run around and try and get some clues as to where Triss might be. You know she's in the city, but you, you don't yep. know where. Yeah, you, you meet her and you're well, and you're trying to find her too to help you with Siri, right? Because she does like Siri. She kind of thinks of Siri as a do- as a sister almost too. Yeah, you guys run a few quests. Yeah, but this is where the, I believe the start of her love. Um, it's the start where you can start romancing her. That is. Yeah, but you've already had romance. The romance built. It's still there. They know, know they is, know about it, but in that's the where you third pick it one, up. this is where you start yeah, to romance her in this game. Up. Yeah. You can start romancing her, because if you don't start here, you don't have any chance of, like, landing her at the very end of the game. Correct. Landing her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, like, if you're them, a piece of shit that pursues I'm Triss, just, that is. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, but you can, you can, you can walk the line. You can walk the line you with her. Not, you can walk the line a couple of quests. You can go about two or three main quests with her uh, romance quests before you have to commit to one or two or the other. Not worth it. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying. I think it just matters which one you say you I love you to. I think if that's you, what it if is. If you say I love you to both, you're going to have a bad yep. time. Yeah. But it takes about two, I believe, two or three uh, quests with them on the romance side to get to that point. Sure. So. Yeah, either way, you yep. get to it eventually. Uh, but uh, so with uh, with with meeting up with Dijkstra and the, and the King of Beggars, you're finding out that you got to do a whole lot more shit to figure out where Siri is. Uh, you find out eventually after rescuing Dandelion and then, because uh, Dandelion's captured, mm-hmm. as usual, and you got to go rescue his ass, and then he's got some information on Siri that turned out they were doing some stuff. Uh, she disappeared. He got captured by Horson Jr., and Horson Jr. has been trying to find her to fix something called the phylactery, uh, which I actually don't remember what that did. Yeah, me either. But, something powerful, though, and she needed to use it for something about the wild hunt. Because I think she eventually does use it, however that shit works. 
Yeah, and we'll, we're going to have to pick up from here on the second part because I believe we are out of time at this point. So, Oh, good Lord. I know. We still, well, I mean, we still have a lot more, but to be honest, we've also been talking a lot of the some fluff too, so I think we're going to be able to hit it. Um, that being said, this episode has been great. We love The Witcher 3, and we're going to have a second part coming out soon. Um, and this is James. I'm Tyson. And Jaguar. Peace out. Hey, everyone. This is James here, just here to promote some awesome merch. You can check out one of our best items, which is the bunny bitten hat at shop.bunnystrike.com. Or you can uh, find a link on our website at gamesrevealed.com. You can also check out quizzes, articles, and additional podcasts there. And you can also add to the discussion. So if you have something to add about, the, let's say, the podcast, whether you liked it, didn't like it, or what your thoughts on the game are, please go there and just make a comment. We love, definitely love positive feedback. But if you have some constructive feedback, please leave it. Uh, You can find links also in the description of the podcast. So what are you waiting for? Get going to one of the best up-and-coming websites that has new features every week. Okay, catch you guys later.